Welcome to the Searching for Meaning podcast. My name is Gonzalo, and I'm joined by my brother, Tiago. Welcome. Greetings. And today's episode, we're going to be talking or not talking about Corona and why <laughs> more on why we shouldn't talk so much about it. But I guess I'll pass it over to Tiago because it was his idea. So go yeah. ahead. So, yeah, obviously the title of this will be something like why you shouldn't talk about Corona. So first of all, just so we don't sound, it's a bit, a bit of hypocrisy, but I, I kind of like we need to do it to spread the message, which is like I'm not undermining mm -hmm. the importance of corona and all the dangers that come with it i don't think anyone really knows yet if it's for overreacting if it's being appropriate whatever that's not the point the point is the impact that it's having on people's mental states and i guess going back to what this podcast and page was really founded on being like a stoicism and mm -hmm. one of the principal points of stoicism is like that you don't control what goes on around around you but you control what goes on inside you. And this is like the perfect time to put that into practice yep. because obviously you don't control a virus. It's something so small and out of your view. You can't really do anything about it and besides staying home. But you can control what goes on inside your mind and how you react to it because I feel everyone's most... I mean, depending on the country where you're listening this from, you, you're either staying at home, quarantining yourself, or you're, you're kind of already taking precautions against it. And besides that, you're listening to the news every day. You're always hearing about it, new cases of people dying from it and all these dangerous people stockpiling food and toilet paper and just like yep. want to lose kind of faith on humanity. And, you know, the thing is with news, they're always going to show you the worst of humanity because that's what attracts people. We are attracted to things that are bad. It's a survival mechanism. In previous ages, it would, it would be useful to have this skill because you'd be away from danger and avoiding danger. But nowadays, it's not really that useful, you know. We, if you're taking the necessary precautions, you don't need to be hearing more about this coronavirus, you know. You need to be listening to the basics to For keep sure. you posted if, if it's, how, is, how, how it's developing, if you can leave your ho house now, if it's safe. But that's like the basics. You don't need to be constantly bombarded with all these informa this information that's not of use to your life, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Because... At the end of the day, it's, you know, no, no one here is advocating for you to just live your life normally as if it didn't exist because, you know, it does exist and it is a danger to your health. However, you know, after you know the, ba the, the basics and more, if you want to go more into detail or at least, you know, what you should do to keep your, yourself and others safe and, you know, okay, maybe there is quarantining going around and where I live so I can only go shopping for food or stuff like that. But once you know those those things, there's literally no use on just being dwelling on, oh my gosh, more people are infected and oh my gosh, three more people died and all these things. Because at the end of the day, that changes nothing for you if you're already doing what you should be doing. You know, it's at the end of the day, it's yeah, it's like you said, news for for new news media, it's great for them because you know they always have things to talk about twenty four seven. But for you, it's just going to keep you panicking more and more because then you also don't know which information is true and which is not. Then you can hear all bullshit that just puts you in a more panicky state. And I don't think there's enough people talking about as well of what you can actually looking at the bright side of the situation. And I know some person right now is like, oh my gosh, but this is so serious. Oh, this disrespect for those who have died. And all right, you're entitled to your opinion, of course, but dwelling 
on what happened or could have happened or will happen will do nothing good. But at the very least, you, like you said, controlling what goes inside of you and controlling what you can do with your time now that for most people, you have so much time now that you didn't have before. In quote unquote, that you didn't, you had it before, but it was filled with other things. So now, you know, now you can really, if you, you can look at it, and I was even reading about this the other day, Isaac Newton, the biggest developments in his, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm going to call them, we call them studies or, you know, in his progress, in his field, the progress he made in his field, most of it was during the 1820s when there was a play going around. So he was quarantined in his home or in his farm or whatever. So he, every day was literally just focusing on, you know, what he was passionate about. And, you know, that being said, I think you can look at it as a, a, a big tragedy, you know, my God. And, and you know, of course, if people who you or your family or you like died, of course, it's, you know, focus on dealing with that. But if not, then focus on what you can do to improve yourself now that you have so much time to actually do that. Yeah. Yeah. This is the, the main point I think should be spread, should be, yeah, should be spread in, in these times because everyone's kind of focusing on what's going on around them and not, uh, I mean, focusing on the, the, all the bad stuff around them, but you're not taking into account the positives of all of this. And there are positives, obviously. All, you know, if you're one of those people that always have that you wanted to do something, but you're just too busy for it, now's the time like to really get that excuse out of your mind. Because I feel like even previously to all this, that was a bad excuse. But now more than ever, it's just, it's gone. You can't make that excuse anymore. And so yep. think about all the things you can do with, with this free time, all the hobbies and talents and skills that you've been trying to learn or you've wanted to learn for a long time. Don't just spend this quarantine, you know, no one knows if it's going to be two weeks, one month, two months. Don't spend them just watching Netflix and, and seeing TV because it's very tentative, you know, yeah. it, it's always there, especially now that we can't leave our homes. For mo most of us, our job and going out of our house is when you really, at least you always had that kind of productive time, so to call it like that. Now that's gone. Mm -hmm. So you, you need to be even more disciplined in how you create this. So what does this mean to you? You know, it, it's trying to optimize your surroundings the best way you can, because obviously now, now more than ever, your house is the way your house is designed is so so much it's so important right now because what i mean by this isn't like the aesthetics of your house it's how it, <laughs> how you create it so that your environment is helping you grow as a person and not damaging so what what does this mean you know let's say if you have you have a television in your living room it's very easy right now for you to go to your living room turn on the remote and you know, the TV is on and you can spend three, four, six hours just watching whatever it pops up in there. And, you yep. know, it, right now it's easy for you to do that. Maybe it's not easy for you to pick up a book and start reading because you have that TV in front of you. So let's say this is just an arbitrary example. What can you do to make reading, let's say, it's a generally healthier habit than watching TV? Maybe it's taking out... Throw that shit out of your room and yeah, break the TV. <laughs> fuck the TV, throw it out your window. No, but it can be... S simple things, you know, just lock the remote in a drawer and put the key somewhere else, you know, that just makes it that extra difficult. Unplug the TV from the, um, the socket, yeah. you know, all of these small things, you know, you'd be surprised of how, how we make these decisions because if, if you have to take that extra step of getting out of the couch and turn on the, the socket on a TV, it's just that much harder. So and if you're already getting up, yeah. you might as well grab a book, you know, this is just a, a random example, but think about all the things that 
you are t doing right now that are wasting away your time and that you don't feel good after doing and try to figure out ways to make them harder to do and figure out ways to make it easier for you to, to do the things you need to be doing. Absolutely. And the biggest advice here on, on top of that that I would give as well is to... Because it's so easy yeah, to get in just that mindset of like, oh my gosh, when is this over? And just being, you know, thinking about that the whole day, just... You know, just getting into, you know, a downward spiral of, oh my gosh, when is this over? Uh, I need to be stuck at home. I hate my life. Let me just check more news on this and all that. And yeah, like as the first step, even I would say sit down or, you know, whatever. Yeah, sit down, stand, whatever, however you can do this and just write things you'd like to improve on during this time or things that you know you've been putting off and then try to incorporate slowly those into your day because, you know, because normally that would be very hard. Let's say starting all of them at, let's say you have three things. You want to read, meditate, and journal. Normally, I would never recommend you do all of those at the same time because, you know, you're setting yourself up for failure. Let's say you get them from work. You don't really even have time for all of those. You're going to fail at all of those. But now if you have all this time, and I know some of you are working from home, but, you know, a lot of you aren't, and a lot of you are just, your study stopped. But even if you're working from home, you're so much closer to those things, to your books, to your, let me just close my window real quick, to everything you want to do, um, that it's just, now is the time to do those things. So write them down, prioritize them, whatever you think is most important, and start doing this because you can look at it as, as well as a great opportunity to kind of kickstart and to boost that start Whereas normally you'd have to incorporate that around your work or around your school. Well, now you can just do that. Or even if you're working from home, you have so much more time that you can focus more on those things. So that when things go back to normal, hopefully the sooner the better, of course, but when they go back to normal, you'll already be in the habit of those things. And it's going to be much easier to incorporate them around your day because you know that's the start was much easier as well. Yeah, yeah look at this time. In, in a way that it's, it's kind of like it's setting you up for something because this isn't going to last forever. And so you can either spend this time perfecting yourself and improving yourself so that when you come out of it, you just you are just that much better and that, that much more ready to go back into daily life. Or you can use it to downgrade yourself by, by, by going back on all these things you, you have established. Because I feel for most people, their job is a very important part of their life, you know. It, it, it's their way of socializing, it's their way yep. of feeling productive, of, of getting purpose. And so without all these very important things for, or for humans, you know, you need to replace it in a, in a proper way. And if you just replace all these very valuable things with uh, leisure time and procrastination and, and instant pleasure activities like scrolling on your phone, social media, Netflix, all these things, you know, I'm not demonizing them, but if you're, if you're using this to replace all those very important things, um, such as socializing and, and your purpose, you know, it's, you're going to come out of this way worse than you were before. So I, you, want, you have to take that into account. Yep. It's, not like you're, it's not like you're just staying in the same spot. No, no, you're going backwards. So really take that yeah. into account and, and think about the consequences of not doing anything with this. This isn't... A, a vacation per se obviously it's not a vacation because you you don't even get to leave your house but think of it as like a like a bill gates as this practice he does every year where he goes into a hut a hut that he has in the forest mm -hmm. and he goes he yeah. there for a week yeah. there without socializing with anyone and just reads books you know think of this as that week for you 
or, or two weeks or one month, whatever the time may be. Take this time to learn, to improve yourself, to fix those small yeah. things that you've always yeah. wanted to fix. You know, you, you can do, you have so much free time, you can do anything. You can, if, you, if your goal is yeah, to, to lose weight or gain there. muscle, you know. Yeah, yeah um, I would even say, I would even say, if you don't have to work on your phone or Instagram, just delete, well, not your phone, but, but delete Instagram and then, and then fucking, I don't know, just throw your phone, I mean, just store your phone away. I don't know, just because you'll do so much more useful things that if you have to work on, you know, social media and on your phone, of course, you're not going to do that. But if you don't have to, man, I really suggest that because the first few days are going to be horrible and you're going to probably want to literally kill yourself. But then after that, after you overcome that little barrier, you'll, first of all, you understand how much time you actually have when you're not distracted by those things. Now, all of a sudden, Two hours don't feel like two hours when you're on the phone. They feel like so long. You can read, you can write, you can work out at home, you can play the piano, play the guitar. Like there's so many things you can learn to do that it's, but you, you need to throw that shit away because it's not really benefiting me in, in any sense. And, you know, if you have people, and then I feel like one of the biggest things here as well is, and it's going to be, and we promise this is going to be the only podcast we talk about this because I don't think it's more productive than just this. But I feel like the biggest thing is also going to be socializing because like you were saying, a lot of times we, we like it's normal, we use our jobs, our schools. That's our biggest means of communication, interaction with other people. And now that that shit is gone, it's going to be you know tough. And I feel like for introverts like myself, it's much easier because I'm so used to doing it already. But for people who are more extroverted and they really like and need, at the end of the day, need that social interaction, it's going to be really tough. So I would suggest a few things. First of all, try to be more engaged in the conversations you have with your family and the people who you are stuck, quote unquote, with. Because, you know, those are the, the ones you can actually interact with in person. And then if you can, friends, people from work, just fucking chat online. And, you know, if it's weird just to get in a, a chat room, just a chat, I don't know, man, just I have friends who are doing like they're working out, but their cameras are turned on. So they, they talk to each other in between. Some are just like people are just doing things normally, but they have their cameras turned on and they're just chatting and or just play, you know, the biggest one that that's what both of us used to do. It's like just play video games and talk to them, at least define, define a time for that, because while normally that would not be a healthy behavior, I, I recommend now i definitely do and like ways to just control it you know don't just do that for the whole day because then it interferes with the other things but find ways that you can still interact with people because otherwise your mental health you know is really going to suffer and this is very important because i want to i want to talk about this because i feel someone's going to mention this because previously we said delete your social media or, or your phone and i think most people right now they're going to turn to social media for their way for their kind of social uh, engagement or social, like the social needs that are going to be coming from, they've already mm -hmm. been coming. It's been like a slow tendency for people to get most of yeah, the social yeah, needs yeah. from social media. But now more than ever, I feel that's going to happen. And now more than ever, you need to really take into account the effects that this has on you because social media does not effectively cover your social needs. It just, it just doesn't, you know. It, it gives you a sense of actually socializing without giving you the benefits of socializing you don't get these deep connections you don't have these these important talks and, and this sense of community yeah. as you would in in just person physical in a physical state or really just talking with people and so 
yeah, it's very important to make dedicated time to socializing, really talk with people, uh, video chat, chat, write. Social media isn't the same as these things. You just scrolling through someone's profile or stories or whatever isn't the same thing, you know? And you, you can't... Yeah, not even it, close. You don't have to... You, you can't compare both of them. It's not, it's, not, it's not even in the same realm. So be careful with social media right now. I think that's the, the main message because it can really trick you. And so I don't think it's a bad idea to delete social media right now. Most people maybe have the argument that, but how am I going to get in touch with people if I don't have social media, you know? There are... You don't really have... You don't really even get in touch by, with social media. Most people, you know, you, you maybe you use Instagram to talk in, in your DMs, but you can do that in WhatsApp, WhatsApp or, or through voice messages or, or voice messages, no, like phone messages. And that's real... That's like the real yeah, benefit yeah, yeah. Yeah. In, in these times. So consider that and make the distinction between act actively talking with someone or conversating and just scrolling to social media. Really be aware of those. Yep. So that's why I think deleting whatever social media platforms you use more right now is a good idea. I think it's just for a while, you know, just because I feel like it's a good idea in general, but now more than ever. And then, you know, like you said, for extroverts, it's going to be harder. I, I also, like you, I don't feel this as much as some I know, I know some of my friends do. But this is also a good time because I feel like most extroverted people have this tendency to cover up their problems with socializing, such as just like introverts yep. maybe yeah, yeah, cover true. like cover up these problems with just like <laughs> uh, YouTube or, or you know whatever it may be or or Netflix. I think extroverts do it more through social uh, engagement, so going out yeah, at night, yeah. getting drunk, all these things. I'm not saying that are bad, but right now you just don't have access to them, and maybe you use them as an escape for a lot of time. And if you are this person, you know it's time to really. Like attack those issues because you're gonna be stuck with them in your mind right yep. now. You don't get to go out and forget those things and get drunk and so you know journal mindfulness practices. You you need to be getting on point with these things right now because your your sanity will just go to shit if you don't. Yeah, absolutely. And at the end of the day, it's you know it's I, I would look at it as try to do the best you can with what you have. Um, I, I feel like now it's not the time at all to also, you know, think of like, oh my gosh, I could have done this before. My business would be better because now I'm going to suffer so much. It's like, well, it's true, but that's like, you know, when you play poker, you don't really know what the cards that are going to come up. You can only do the best with, with what you know at the current moment. And that being said, and, and I, you know, I see so many people, you know, also trying to predict what's going to happen and you should buy these stocks and all that. And sure enough, but I would... I would definitely, like we're saying, just put the focus towards you more more than anything. It's towards your self-improvement. And at the end of the day, like those things you were saying, like maybe extroverts use more social interaction to escape these. Introverts use more maybe YouTube, maybe social media even more. But at the end of the day, a lot of us are running away from certain things that we are too afraid to sit down and you know listen to those things. And... Now, it's because we have internet, it's equally easy to distract ourselves. You can watch movies for the whole day, play video games, be on Instagram. But try to, I would say, at least like 30 minutes per day just to be conscious or to write or to, you know, because even, let's say, you now you have the 24 hours to do whatever you want. But that doesn't, you know, it does, also doesn't mean you need to put this huge pressure on yourself to try all these new things. And because if you're not doing them, you're a piece of shit. But at the very least, define a certain amount of time per day and start doing that. 
because that's a habit you can carry for the rest of your life that will probably bring, bring you the biggest benefits than any other thing. Just the, the ability to focus for the amount of time you define on something you want to improve on. Like that's the basis of getting whatever you want in life, pretty much. It's the ability to, yeah, it's like the ability to sit down with a problem at hand and push through or to solve the problem without getting distracted, without, you know, you know, getting swayed from it. So that's the biggest thing I would say is look at it. That's probably the skill I would recommend you develop right now is that ability. And there's even the quote, like every, all of men's problems would be solved if he would, if we were able to sit down in a, in a quiet room or quiet in a room, something like that. And yeah, I would practice the ability. That doesn't mean you need to just be meditating, but could be writing, could be whatever, like we said, whatever you want to improve at, but just build up that will and that the habit at the end of the day of focusing on whatever you, you are doing. And, you know, start slow. If you're never doing it, don't go for three hours at a time. Just go for 15 minutes. Then maybe next week you go for 20. And then 25. And, you know, just build up on this. Yeah, now more than ever you have time to build up on, on these things. And so now more than ever you can take things slowly and really improve on those small things you're doing. But like you were, you were saying, this is a, one of those skills. Like I think in life in general, this is one of those. Every time you're improving on something or tackling a problem, you need to also look at it from a broader point of view, that every single problem you're tackling is in itself contributing for you tackling other problems. Because it's a skill, like you said, it's like it's the ultimate skill, because life is basically just a series of you solving the problems that come up. And that's that's, that's from Mark Manson, uh, actually, when I first uh, yeah. heard that concept. It's like, you know, uh, life isn't ever going to be like this, you, you solve this big problem and then it's done. No, it's always... A series of problems that you're always solving, and that's I feel that's a very healthy way to look at life because there's there's two types of people, you know. You either obsess and think there's too many problems to solve and you can't do it, and you just become depressed by that, or you feel that there's this big one big problem that once you solve, you'll you'll be happy and you live perfectly, mm -hmm. and that's very um, unhealthy in in both sides because it's just a, they're just it's just delusional, you know. And when you actually recognize that life is basically a series of problems that you can solve, that you will solve, and that yeah. they're just propelling you to other problems and, and better problems. This is the key, key word here. You're not just trading problems for other problems. You're trading problems for better problems. That's how you know your life is improving. If you're yep. always dealing yeah. with better situations <laughs> and, and better issues. You don't want to be stuck on the same issue and keep falling back and, and doing it. You want to... Let's let's look at the my example. The thing I, I enjoy more doing is working out. Let's say when I first started, for me the the issue was how do I get myself to go to the gym? That was an issue. Right now that's not even an issue. That's like completely out of my sphere. That's taken for granted. Right now the issue maybe is like how do I set up my life in a way that I like maybe can eat optimally so I get more results from going to the gym. Yeah. So it's a better issue because I've solved the base one. And that's how it's going to be with most people, you know. Once you stop watching Netflix for six hours, maybe the, the issue now is how do I make more time for my family, you know. But that's a much better yeah. is problem than, you know, not being able to not watch Netflix for six hours, if I make myself Yeah, clear. absolutely. It's always... And even if you look at everything we enjoy doing for the most part, it's always a challenge that progressively gets bigger but you, you always feel like you're in control of solving it that's why people love video games so much like today i was playing one that's called uh jump king 
because I was, you know, it started as me just, I needed some background for a video I'm recording for the channel as well. But then it turned out in, you know, me just playing a lot of the game as well. Because the game, I feel like the game represents truly well the the concept of progress because the, the game is basically around, you know, you can only use the space bar and left key, right key. And, the, you know, you move left with the right key, move right with the right key. And if you press space bar in one direction, it jumps in that direction. But the longer you press space bar, you know, the bigger the jump is. Just that's the context of the game. You know, first level, it's like because... And then you always keep going up. But the thing is, you can always fall down to the beginning. There's no checkpoints. You can save the game, but if you, you know, you're there and then you slip all the way to the beginning, you have to go from there. And at the bottom, there's like this old man that if you fall there, he just says shit to fuck with you. Like, oh, you're so you're here again. I wonder how you survived so many falls. I wonder if it's the helmet or your thick skull, which, you know, if you've been playing it for long, it kind of pisses you off. But, but just to show it's that the game, it starts easy. It progressively gets hard. And no, sometimes you fall. Sometimes you fall down. Then you go back up. Then you feel like, oh my god, I can never fail. Then you sometimes you go all the way to the beginning again. But, but the the way I, the the reason why I believe it truly represents life is that when you start, I remember the first level. I passed it. Second level, I was like, this is literally impossible. How the fuck am I going to pass this level? Once I figured it out, and I moved forward, when I fall down again, it was much easier to overcome that level and keep going up. But the thing I know about the game is that I don't even know if there's the ending or if the ending is going to be rewarding. But just this process of always improving and having a challenge that it's still a challenge, but it doesn't feel impossible. I know that it's it's I'm able to overcome it is what makes it fun. And it's that way in video games. I feel like in video games, it's much more clear because you always know there's a solution. In life, we, we not always assume there's a solution. And But if you look at it as there's always a solution, you can look at it as a game. You can make it fun as well. Now, some problems you can't really make it fun if you're trying to solve depression and, let's say, eating disorders, stuff like that. But once you're above those and you've solved those and your mind is in a good spot, then you can look at anything as a game. Making more money, getting more better shape, having better relationships. You can always look at it as the next level. But you know that if you stop doing shit or if you go back to your old ways, you're going to go back to the beginning. And that's why I felt like this game is very true in that. Because if you start getting upset as well and, you know, just fucking getting upset and doing shit that you know is wrong, you're going to go back to the beginning. And so it's not, it's very rep representative of life in that sense as well. Whereas that you can, yeah, because you can always go as up as you can, but if you start, you stop, you know, focusing on what you're doing, or if you start doing dumb shit that you know it's dumb, like that game is very, very fast in telling you this shit's not going to work. You're going to go back to the beginning. And <laughs> just to finish my video game thing here, there's even... I've noticed is that, you know, if you press the space bar for, and you don't let go, it gives the maximum jump. But I think, like, in most cases, when that fails, you go all the way to the beginning. I think it proves as well that, you know, if you're, and because usually when you do that is when you're upset as well. It's like, just fuck it, let's, let's try this dumb shit. And I feel like it proves as well that, okay, my, my thoughts are not that uh, developed around this, but it's that a lot of times, and this is what I would, suggest that a lot of times just pushing like uh, what's the word i'm looking for just trying to push through things and just like fucking breaking the wall quote unquote just going through the problem a lot of times not not only not gonna work it's gonna make it worse because you're not a lot of times like in the game it's better to stop breathe for a second because there's no time there's no pressure like in the game there's no time limit and then figure out from there instead of just trying to force yeah, your way through your something way you know things. is not gonna work
Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's my end of video game yeah. rant. Yeah, I think that's a literally a very good metaphor for life because that's also how you solve problems in life. You know, you don't muscle through them. You just you you're smart about it. You develop a strategy. I could talk a lot about this. How do you actually make real change in your life? You know, it's not about using your will and your your self discipline not discipline but uh, self what's the word I'm looking for um, self control no self like whatever you don't use your motivation to to push yourself through these things and you, you can't motivate yourself mm-hmm. every single day let's say you're you're trying to you're trying to lose weight you're not gonna motivate yourself every day to eat less that's not how it works you develop yeah. Yeah. A, a plan and a strategy that makes you eat less so you, you know you, you don't have to yeah. every single day be making the conscious decision, I need to be eating less on this meal. No, you prep the meal before and you eat that and boom, that's the end of it. You don't, you're not, you're, you can't yep. muscle your way to these issues, you know, that's not, that's not how life works. Just like in the game, you can always be pressing the jump key all, all the way down to, to get, you know, that's not, that's also not how life works, you know, sometimes you need to take small jumps, you yeah. need to fix the, yep. the small, the small stepping stones first and then go on to the bigger issues, you know. And going back to the why we're talking about this, you know, now that you're stuck at home with all these things, you know, it's it's the same thing. The the steps are still there, and you can still make too big a jumps because you can you can try something. And let's say you're trying to get fit during this whole crisis, and you're just gonna try to work out every day for three hours. You know, after four days, when you see that's like literally impossible, you're gonna be more discouraged than when you first started it, and you're just gonna think, okay, this lifestyle, yeah. this yeah. fitness thing, isn't for me. And so I'm just going to sit and accept that I'm fat and be watching Netflix. And that's actually worse, putting you worse off than you were before you, you actually started it. So there's actually a yep. real cost to jumping extra high. And so always take the small jumps, yep. preferably. Because let's, be, let's face it, in most circumstances in life, you aren't that pressed for time. In some you are, you know, yep. if, you have, if you're in risk of dying because you're morbidly, morbidly obese, you have a time limit, you know. To make this, but also those time <laughs> yeah. limits usually make it easier for you to get get bigger jumps. But it, like ninety nine point nine percent of people, you're not in this situation. You have time. You you have time to start slowly and, and and gradually increase things up. So really make yourself acquainted with that reality. You know, accept that it's going to take a lot of time. And you know, it's it's a cliche, but patience is a virtue, and this is why it's to the test Indeed. of time because. You know, you only get things done through patience. Let's. We all like to to hear about the, the special cases that lose uh, 50 pounds in, in in one month or whatever. But you know, that, those are special cases for a reason. You know, not most people aren't going to get uh, good long term results by doing it that way. Even most people that get those results, yep. they don't stick to it long term. So I just want you to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. There is no shame yeah. in in taking things slow because not only that there's no no shame that's like just playing out the most efficient way of doing it yep and i think we can end on that i don't think i have yeah. personally i have nothing else to add to i, I would just want to stop talking about corona as fast as possible yeah fuck corona, i think with this about it. yeah yeah Move on with yeah don't go, don't try to not go outside uh don't yeah. do stupid shit don't go partying and yeah just wait for it to pass improve that yeah. being said, this was the Searching for Meaning podcast, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Peace.